0: So here we are a week out from NaNoWriMo and wouldn't you know it last week my muse hit me in the back of the head and told me hey that project that you've been preparing for <laughs> no no do this one or we break thumbs and by break thumbs I mean take your imagination away from you for six to eight months so that you can't do anything because we break thumbs so yay I've gotten some world building done. I have some characters named. It's going to be fun. So let's talk about this year's NaNoWriMo and some other things on this episode of Project Shadow. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, or from that person on YouTube that does way too many streams. Though I am going to probably start referring to myself as Thud because of a weird Reddit thread that has just, like, cracked me up so much that, like, they, 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 food is, yeah... Long story, but if I start using that, it's basically dude, but different because I don't know. I liked it. It made me laugh. So here we are one week, one week out from NaNoWriMo. And as per usual, my muse has beaten me over the head with a completely different idea than the one that I was getting ready to, re- to write, to make, to tell the story Because, well, Hamilton was right. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Apparently, whoever the muse gives it to smacks her in the face and says, write this or else. So, yeah, I'm working on a lit RPG story. See, I actually want to talk about that a little bit more on this episode because I am considering it a lit RPG story because it's definitely about people playing a game. And I think it fits most of the conventions of the genre, but... Then again, this is a genre that doesn't have all that many conventions around it yet, because it's relatively new. So, it could just be a portal fiction story, if that's the way you want to take it. But given some of the nature of the story itself, I think it fits into Lit RPG. We'll talk about that as we go on. But okay, here we go. Announcement time! drum roll please and no I'm not going to take the time to put the drum roll sound effect in there so insert it in your own mind because you know I have world building to do I'm going to be working on a story called Crypts and Wyverns Rebirth and I'm very excited about it I'm very excited about it as per usual the story idea came to me in a dream which is usually how my muse chooses to Compel me to do the work either that or it gets a song stuck in my head in this case it did both I had a very weird dream that had the song year zero playing in the background which was very incongruous with the images that I was seeing until well I started actually doing the world building then I realized why year zero was playing in the background with all of the images that that I was seeing and spoilers so I'm not going to explain that just yet but Yeah, that's going to be a thing. It is going to be a lit RPG story set in a fantasy world. Where basically magic has evolved to the point where there really isn't a lot for people to do. There there just isn't. They can just kind of magic things into being. So everybody plays around in their own like virtual holodecks. Except for they're not really holodecks. They're just kind of virtual planes of existence that exist out there in the Metasphere that various developer mages, which probably not their final name, looking for a better name, don't really like that name, but world building is still ongoing, dev- create alternate worlds where you can go in and adventure and have a life of wild madcap fun. And of course, things are going to go wrong, but again, spoilers, don't want to get into the story all that much. At least, not yet. I actually have a fairly good idea as to what the trajectory of the story is going to be, which is odd for me at this stage in the process. Usually, the world comes first, and then I realize, oh, that's the story much closer to beginning to write the project. But this time, the muse has been nice, and I know what I'm doing. Kind of. Because the biggest question is, is it really a lit RPG story? Into the arcana of genre. Because this is where everything really starts getting troublesome when I start thinking about the new project. Because I don't want to tell you all too much about it because I want it to be a surprise and I want you to be able to enter and explore. Plus, I'm hoping to have a really cool video up on the YouTube channel to, to like give you all an introduction to the story as well as Hopefully, I will have a Rough Draft website up for it that you'll be able to start playing around with by the first. But the question is, is what I am doing lit RPG or is it game lit? And the distinction here basically boils down to the question of... So, lit RPG, by definition talks about in-game progress. And GameLit is a story that takes place within a game. And so one of the distinguishing factors here is that... So something like Ready Player One would be GameLit. And Ascension Online would be Lit RPG. And this is a very fine hair for me because... Given the nature of the story, I kind of want to tag it with both because I don't know which it exactly is. And this is... The reason this is troubling for me is when you're writing, it's very important to give yourself certain constraints so that you know, that, know what you're doing. The constraints actually help you determine much more about... Uh, what your story should be and how it should actually play out not knowing whether or not i am doing a lit rpg or a game lit story becomes problematic in that how much of the game mechanics are going to be highlighted because to me and this is the problem with emergent genres and wanting to actually write in emergent genres that you're finding interesting is the rules don't re- aren't really solidified yet the tropes that one expects to see are not solidified yet and so what i might consider fun other people might consider cliche and what other people consider cliche i might consider fun and vice versa and all the rest i have very specific ideas about what i want the story to be and i'm not going to really change it to conform to genre But at the same time, I don't want to upset people by telling them that I'm doing one kind of a story and it's going to be something else. Because the main thrust of the story is our protagonist playing through the game, Crypts and Wyverns. Which, by the way, at least by the end of this process, you will be able to do as well. Because I'm going to be creating a tabletop RPG based in the cipher system to go along with the story. So you will be able to play along and do all manner of fun things. So that's exciting. I'm really thrilled about that. And I can't wait to actually do that level of development with this. But because I am using the Cypher system and because I prefer sandbox games to traditional MMOs, I wanted to bring a lot more of that sandbox element in. So I'm thinking more of games like for the, pro- the progression system, much more like No Man's Sky or Star Wars Galaxies pre-NGE and even a little bit pre-CU for how the actual character will play. So while there is progression, there is a sense of how the character will develop over time. We are not dealing with a standard MMO, like, 1 to 90 level, because it's more about story, plot, and interaction with other characters within a world that is outside of the player's control. That sounds weird. Let's back up just a little bit. So for those of you that aren't familiar with sandbox games, a sandbox game essentially is a game that kind of throws a player in and the player can do a lot of different things. They're not constrained. The game is not on rails and it is not a playground game. Now, I'm going to be taking elements of both playground games and sandboxes for the story in that we our hero, our protag, We'll be playing through various zones, and each zone has a distinct story to it, and in a way, a game progression to it as well. But unlike something like a World of Warcraft, where you have a very clear playground aesthetic that each zone is level-dependent, and thus you're basically grinding your way up to inevitable in-game play... In a sandbox, you're technically always in Endgame, but the mechanics of the world give you something else to do along the way. So by trying to mix these two together, kind of like old school Star Wars Galaxies, I'm I'm looking for that beautiful hybrid that existed before Playgrounds really existed. So there are going to be zones. There are going to be places that you'll have to unlock to get to the next zone. There'll be stories and mysteries along the way that hopefully the characters will find interesting and actually play along with and what have you. But as far as progression goes, this is where I'm I'm really concerned about how this is going to play in as a lit RPG story there is not going to be a level 1 to 90 progression for a couple reasons. One, since I am making the companion game in Cypher, there there aren't 90 levels, and there really isn't a good way to make up to 90 levels for it, though I have some ideas of ways to play with the Cypher system to make it a bit more extensible. The point of Cypher, after all, being that you have a basically playable character from Act 1, And I want that to be true in this story. And I want that to be true in most games. To me, the most frustrating part about playing any video game is when you start playing and you are so outmatched by everything around you that you have to grind. And so I don't want to have portions of the story which is just the character grinding for XP so that they can get to a point where they can actually beat a boss or what have you. Like I don't want that in the story because it's just a thing that I despise about games and don't want to write it <laughs> into the story. I also really enjoy the puzzle aspect of most sandboxes where you have to navigate your own way through the world, you have to figure out and find all of the hidden little secrets, you have to really explore. Cuz to me the difference between a sandbox And a playground game, more than anything else, is that in a sandbox game, you are rewarded for exploration, and in a playground game, you are rewarded for conformity, for playing by the rules, for doing as you're told to get to the end. And once you get to the end, to continue to conform and to learn how to conform And that's going to offend quite a few people when I say that, because playground games are very popular. I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan. I do not like them. And I don't mean to offend people by talking about them in that sort of a way. But this is one of the things that has always made me happy with games like, well, currently with No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is a sandbox. You can do whatever you want. You can load up and go off on an adventure. Or you can go build something. Or you can just run around and see all of the pretty little things. There, there's nothing that you really have to do. There is a storyline that is interesting. And I really enjoy the Atlas quest. And some of the other quests that have occurred throughout the, the game. But you don't have to do any of it. That freedom to explore puts a lot of onus on the developers to craft a game that makes you want to play it. And that's just hard, no matter who you are. There's a big part of me that feels like I started writing this story because I don't really have a game that I want to play right now. I mean, I do. I'm playing No Man's Sky. I'm enjoying No Man's Sky. I am playing Slime Rancher and I enjoy Slime Rancher. Oh, wait. Both of these are technically sandbox games-ish? It's debatable what you want to classify Slime Rancher as because it is kind of a game unto itself. I, I don't really know a lot of games like it. I've played a lot of games that are similar but none that quite it's more of it playing an aesthetic in a way than it is playing a game it's, it's it's a it's a thing but i don't really have an mmo that i'm tied to i enjoyed playing final fantasy 14 i miss playing final fantasy 14 and kind of think about going back to it periodically and who knows might actually do that in the not too distant future But having said that, it's not entirely the game that I wanted to play either. I like it because I like Final Fantasy games, and you will definitely see that inflected in the game that I am currently developing for Crips and Wyverns. There are a lot of Final Fantasy homages that are being put into this game for fun because I find them funny because there are things that I want to both call out and poke fun at and just have in there as an homage. But at the same time, I miss a good sandbox where you would actually get to meet people and play around and do amazingly wonderful things because you wanted to and not because the devs thought it would be the thing to do. Because that, to me, is the sign of a really good MMO, is that it gives you the space to have fun, rather than dictate how you are going to have fun. And this game that I'm doing for um, Crips and Wyverns will hopefully be somewhere in between. I, I Like I said, there is going to be zone progression that you will be unlocking each Zone through story that that's kind of the idea that I'm going for as far as what progression looks like in the game and hopefully that works hopefully that makes for an interesting story it's also a little bit inspired by how Lord of the Rings Online did their game design but most of all I just hope it's an interesting story with interesting characters that you want to like, play around with And I I do mean play around with, like, my end goal, my end game with this is, yes, I hope people read the book and like the book and like the stories that I'm telling in the novellas that I'm doing. But more than any of that, I really, really want the players, I'm sorry, see, I just went there, the readers to want to be players. And to experience a tabletop role-playing game, whether it's mine or someone else's, and really bring that to the forefront. Because tabletop role-playing, for me, is so much fun. It is the heart of a good friendship, relationship, to be able to sit around and collectively tell a story together, and to literally create memories together to have and to craft this shared mythos where we tell our stories. And I want that. And if I can help bring more people into that, 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 that is a, that is a success, but I cannot guarantee any of that. (laughs) I really can't, but I have my dreams. So yeah, that's the story that I'm working on. I'm sorry. I'm being vague about details, but I, I don't want to share too much until the site goes live and the stories start coming out, which is really, really hard for me. I I just want to shop from the rooftops and be like, Oh my goodness. And then this is going to happen. And then that's going to happen. And then there's this, and then there's that, and this, this other thing. And it's amazing, but I'm not doing that. Because I am in control of what I say and what I do, I think.
1: Hi, Charlie, it's Ems again, and I'm just kind of sitting here moaning and groaning and lamenting um, all the cool games that I lost because people are stupid. Um, <laughs> Those people being the computer techs or the the industries that make them because they don't keep them updated. They go on to the next best thing and they leave us hanging. So want to say Cafe World? I mean, that place was cool. I had all my ovens set up. They were all timed on. They didn't burn anymore. Everything was wonderful. It was decorated for Halloween 24-7, 365 days a year. And yet, then, all of a sudden, Cafe World collapsed, and no more. Hate you guys. Where is my kitchen, damn it! I do have a couple of snapshots I, I took during it, uh, screenshots, so I can remember it by... But what else? What about Puka? I loved that game, Puka. It was, it, it was based on the anime series Puka, but she was a cook, and you had a little restaurant. It was the same kind of thing, Cafe World. You had a little restaurant, you could decorate it any way you wanted. You could cook little meals for people, and people would come in. And I love when they have Halloween um, recipes and such, because it's like, oh, you you, you remembered me! Yay! <laughs> Another cooking thing, and this did not go away, but just be warned. Um, I was playing, um, you know, Dino Dash. This is like a game from way back where you're like, flow, and you deliver stuff well they have a new one that is an app and I was cooking stuff and everything but I didn't want to connect it to my Facebook because I just wanted a game that was like free of social media I mean come on can we please have that and I just wanted to cook and not worry about if any of my friends or business colleagues saw that I was playing a game when I should have been doing that editing um so I just wanted it free so I did it and then one day it crashed it wouldn't come back and I reinstalled it, and all my stuff was gone. Like, my entire save games, anything that I opened, all that hard work that I put into it was gone. And they're like, well, sorry, did you connect it to your Facebook? No, I didn't want to. Oh, sorry, well, can you, um, get, do you know what your uh, user ID is? Which is, like, this 20 million number long thing. I'm like, no. They're like, oh, well, we'll try, but we can't really promise anything. I'm like, I sign up through my phone. Can you not look up the phone number? Or maybe it had to have taken my information. You guys could take my information to send me all kinds of ads and shit, but you can't uh, find my game. So, needless to say, I'm not going to be playing that anymore, and I have deleted it from my phone. And then I got Hidden Hotel, which I'm playing, and it's okay. What else have we lost? Neopets? Oh my god, I had the coolest Neopets. They... one was like a I think one was like a bat and one was like a kitty cat but it was like all Egyptian and stuff and then I had one more what was it like a dragon or something anyway they were all horrid out I one had like a skeleton outfit on it was so cute and they're gone they are gone they took them away from us you spend all those years tending for these pets and they just rip them out from under you. It's just totally not fair. So I was just wondering, what kind of games do you lament, and, and why were they taken away from you? Probably just money-hungry, greedy bastards that <laughs> wanted to charge for their sight or whatever, but that sucks. I want to know, Charlie, what is the game that you played that people took away? Lament with me. Be over dramatic and emzy today. <laughs> Bye!
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. When I think about games that I miss that I wish would come back, like some of them were destroyed while the game was going on because of their desire to have new players. Like To me, the ultimate game for this is Star Wars Galaxies. I loved Galaxies. It was a great game. It was a fun game. I enjoyed playing it ever so much. And then WoW happened, and they were like, oh, we should make the game more like WoW, and they completely destroyed the game. And then they made it better, and they fixed it, and they made it work again, and it was awesome. And then they just neglected it and left it on the vine to rot and wither until finally they shut it down because nobody played because of the neglect and cruelty that they showed to their players which has really put a sour taste in my mouth towards sony there, there have been quite a few games of that type i am a huge fan of uh city builder games and while some of them have finally resurfaced such as pharaoh and cleopatra zeus i loved that whole like aspect that Sierra games had going on for a while. And the thing that makes me maddest, there, there's a whole spade of games that I'm just not going to name because I will get emotional and cry that they DRM'd them to hell and back. And so I have them. I have finally moved them off my desk because they were just like a tower of shame on my desk for years. And I finally moved them off my desk because the DRM servers aren't there anymore. So even though I own the disk, even though I have my valid license, even though if I were to crack them, I could probably still play them because I've seen forum threads on how to do that. I'm so mad that they were DRM to Hell and back that I would have to do that. <sighs> Stop treating your customers as if they're criminals and thieves stop treating your customers as if they are out to get you we're just here to have fun <laughs> we just want to play our games stop taking them away from us and stop putting systems in that make your games intentionally obsolete because you want to sell us the next one or because you didn't have the forethought to keep your company in business and now we can't play the game because you're bad at your job Er. So, yeah, here we are. It's a week. We have a week. We have a week. And I am hoping to get everything ready so that I can start writing immediately on the first. I am planning to do a lot. I was going to be hosting writing sprints on my channel for the first, and I may or may not try to fit some in over there. But I'm going to be a part of the really bad, terrible idea that Tabuggy and the nerdy book nerd are doing. They are going to try to write their 50,000 words for NaNoWriMo in one day. I will be appearing on both of their channels throughout the day as moral support because I am not gonna to try to write 50,000 words in one day but I want to be there while it's happening and I'm really excited about that. But yeah, I I want to get this story written. I want to get to the writing because I am so hype for this. I have not been this excited for a story since the trilogy that shall not speak its name. (laughs) At least until after the plague has passed. Because I loved that story too. And I love this one as much, if not more. So hopefully, hopefully I will be able to get into writing and really make this a wonderful November for many, many reasons. Let me know what you're up to. Let me know what you're doing. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Please keep it short. Keep it clean. I would love to hear from you and answer your questions and just have your news on the show. If you have a dollar, you can pass my way. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to both my Patreon and my coffee that fi re- and to listener support. That helps me out immensely because that's pretty much how I'm paying my bills right now is through the podcast and support that you all are showing me. So thank you so much to everybody who is helping out that way. You mean the world to me. If you don't have the money to donate right now, that's perfectly all right. I I completely understand that. But if you have the inclination to share anything that I do, please do that. That helps out more than you possibly know. Getting discovered in this business is truly the hardest part. So thank you to everybody who shares. Alrighty. I am hoping to continue doing the things that I'm doing through Nanorimo, and I'm hoping to have a really good Nanorimo with a whole bunch of words getting written. Until next time, remember, Black Lives Matter. Black trans lives matter. Trans identities are valid. Take it from me, BB Charlie. I'm here. I'm queer. People need to just get freaking used to it. (sighs) Go out there. Be loud. Be proud. And don't forget to vote. Hopefully, we will be seeing a better world rising in the new year. (sighs) So, until next time, may you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.